0: This week on Just Like That, the number one Mike Goldberg-inspired podcast on the planet, we will recap UFC Fight Night Grasso vs. Arugio, hit you with our segments, Isn't He Awesome in Real World Callouts, and last but not least, we will preview UFC 280, Olivera vs. Makachev. Here we go.
1: Here we go. We are back from our long, extended weekend um, in Austin, Texas. Bachelor party. Good times. Um, Some of the UFC league was there. Uh, With that said, kind of feel like I'm running on fumes, but we have a huge card, so if you can't get up for that, then you're just not a UFC fan. So with that said, we'll jump right into it and start things off, as we always do with our take of the week. So Ryan, as always take us away
0: all right l Jermaine sterling he can be friends with whoever he wants to he posted the picture with andrew tate he's getting a bunch of hate um i don't know much about the guy apparently he's pretty controversial though but um i mean what's the big deal here
1: good point point. and uh i think if i've learned anything from fighters over the years it's they're gonna do whatever they want yeah they don't give a fuck they're gonna be Trump supporters, they're gonna be Andrew Tate supporters, they're gonna say it, they're gonna post it, they don't really care, especially a guy like Al Jermaine Sterling, who won the worst belt of all time and basically, you know, but didn't let that didn't seem to let that bother him. Um, so you think something like this is gonna bother him? I don't think so. I also noticed that a lot of other fighters, uh, we were talking about this a little a few minutes ago, Jamal Hill, Leon Edwards, amongst others, plus guys in the comments are like kind of post like rallying behind uh al joe for like it just like basically don't like try to cancel him okay then i'll post it too. like a support post stuff like that has a support bullet it's just like who are these people that come after cage fighters
0: yeah exactly it's like like there's one thing we learned you really can't cancel ufc fighters <laughs> like dana can't cancel him you can't cancel any of the fighters like they're going to do what they want, and uh, I feel like this kind of stuff kind of rolls off of them. It's not a, not a good target for the uh, Twitter mob to be going after uh, MMA fighters in general.
1: Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it just seems soft. Like, how are you a fan of guys brutally beating each other to a pulp, but you draw the line at, like, they think they, like, have a different opinion than you about something? <laughs> right. <laughs> so I don't understand it, and again, I don't know a whole lot about Andrew Tate or whatever he apparently made the uh, social media mobs upset because I think he got banned from every platform. Probably say he's like a big
0: men's rights guy.
1: (laughs) What do you mean? A male feminist. Those guys are annoying. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Those guys are annoying. Um, And he's probably like a, I'm assuming he's probably kind of a motivational speaker for like... like, For simps. Yeah, like red pill guys. Is that (laughs) what they're called? Yeah, I think so. (laughs) Where he tells them like, Basically, just be as mean as you can to hit girls. And
0: yeah, Mystery, yeah. the pickup artist. <laughs> you got to <laughs> nag him, dude. <laughs> How come no one canceled Mystery? Mystery was before. a Good thing. He, he's lucky he was well before the, uh, the cancellation um, trend. Otherwise, he would have uh, been number one on the hit list, I'm sure. Yeah. That's crazy,
1: and I you still remember that
0: show on VH1. Yeah, oh, me and my dad used to watch that. It would crack up, dude. It was he like was such based a on a book
1: too. It was like based on a book that I still don't believe is true. He wore his
0: top hat, taught a bunch of nerds how to pick up chicks. There's no way, like, but did it really
1: work? Like, they no,
0: it worked because there's TV cameras there. That's why it worked.
1: Yeah, but it was based on a book that was supposed to be like a true story, but I simply don't believe it. No, there's no way that guy got gets chicks unless they were really ugly girls and they just yeah. lie. Because they could have been really ugly, and they could have just been like, "Yeah, she was a she was a nine, but really, like, she was like a four and a half."
0: Yeah, I mean, a four and is probably a nine to a guy who's never gotten laid before. So,
1: (laughs) yeah, or a guy who wears top hats to a nightclub. (laughs) Yeah. So anyhow, yeah, mystery Andrew Tate. You can be friends with whoever you want. At the end of the day, yep. So. I, I you know it's funny too like i, I keep going on this but like i saw a lot of people like dang i hate that i have to root for tj dillashaw now it's like oh my god like dude you really make your fanhoods and your opinions based like i won't root for i'll root for anybody before i root for tj dillashaw and that's not even to say i don't like watching tj dillashaw fight but talk about a scumbag right mr steroid like an actual scumbag i Sterling's mean just a guy that got a knee in the head once because yeah. he's being an idiot, and then...
0: It could be the CTE from the knee. You know, maybe <laughs> that's why he's making bad decisions.
1: Yeah, are we going to start taking mental health seriously or not? <laughs> Anyhow, <laughs> I'll move on to mine. Mine is uh, fight-related. Uh, UFC, what is this? You at 281-related. Um, 280, 280, right? 281 is what Best Fight Odds says, but that maybe It could be wrong.
0: I don't know. The UFC website's just 280. or like.
1: We should probably go with the UFC website then, right?
0: Yep, it's definitely 280.
1: Dude, best fight odds. I'm That's serious. bad. UFC 281 right there. I'm seriously writing a letter to them. <laughs> <A> strong, <laughs> probably some nerd. Probably no one to answer it. Can't be the nerd anymore. Whatever whoever nerd was running it, it probably got like a hostile takeover type situation where that- guys sold it or something. Whoever took it over just is just botching it. Either way, mine is related to the upcoming pay-per-view. Volkanovski as a backup is a crazy move. It's unnecessary, it's silly, and it's also, on top of everything else, it's weird. Okay, let's say Charles Olivera does get bit by the tiger that he was on TV petting, and Volkanovski has to step in. Did he have a full camp? Did he have... to He doesn't... You can't train for both. You can't train for Charles Oliveira and Islam Makachev simultaneously. Like, well, uh, if they're trying to make a super fight, do you really want it to happen on short notice with as a backup?
0: No, that doesn't really make sense to me. I guess it's just because... This is one of like the elite cards, and they want it to be like still have the hype that uh, that this current fight has. Which I mean, if you put Benil Dariush or Matuski Gamrat in against Oliveira or Makachev, that kind of tanks the uh, the hype a little bit.
1: Yeah, and to be fair, there's no one else other than those two. Uh, who else is that? Peter Yan? Uh, no, no, that's the wrong division. T- Ten pounds lighter. Um, twenty pounds lighter. Um, who else could you have like a uh who else could you have at the lightweight division that would be...
0: Bilal Muhammad and Sean Brady's on the card, too, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, that's 170, though, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, shit. Yeah, well, our bur- this is like going to be an issue. Our brains are just fried.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're, we're thinking wrong weight divisions here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which honestly never happens, but as soon as I said Peter Ryan, I'm like, holy shit, my brain. <laughs> that we- one was way off. I was 20 pounds south, you were 20 pounds north. <laughs> 15. 15 yeah 15 <laughs> proof that our brands are not working <laughs> all right um yeah no good point there's no one else that you can have on this card that would be at any i mean worthy of making it a name value but it's still a crazy move to me and honestly like what would you set the line i would say okay either guy but like let's say charles Oliveira wins like what's charles Oliveira's line over uh, volkanovsky do you think it's a good fight
0: um I don't know, man. Volkanovski just got such good footwork, but I just can't imagine Oliveira just doesn't just blitz
1: him and just fuck him up, but I don't know. Good enough to make the fight, though, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. But that's another reason why they'd be giving him a, a – because I guess Dana said whoever, like, winner of this fight, Volkanovski, is going to fight for, like, a chance to be have two belts. Wow. Damn. I mean, the, it makes sense because the 45-pound division is – he's already beat everybody, and he's beat Max t- three times now, or whatever. And then there's, uh, there's nobody in the 55 pound division either. So it's like, why not give him a chance? Um, yeah,
0: 55 is kind of dead right now. It was the premier division for a while there, and now it's uh, over. Here,
1: took them all out.
0: Yeah, 135 and 145 are definitely the best divisions I think right now.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so, um, but anyways, I just think it's crazy though. Like you, I mean, that's worst case scenario. But I just think it's still. A crazy what if. Like what if you have to Volcanas to step in on super short notice, fight it in a division, ten pound like a bigger division than he's used to fighting in, like you may not get the best product out of that.
0: No, definitely not, but I it would save the card though.
1: Yeah, I suppose that's true. it's just something that struck me as strange. I didn't struck me as strange initially when I heard that uh, he was he was going to fight the winner of the this fight regardless, but no, I I think I think just like you said, based on name value, it does make sense. So we'll see what happens. Hopefully, Charles Oliveira doesn't get bit by a tiger. Hopefully, nothing happens to Islam Makachev. Um, hopefully, no one misses weight. Hopefully, there's no um, uh, whatever used to happen to Khabib when he used to have to pull out of fights, his kidneys yeah. were shutting down or something. Yep. But let's just let's just say we hope that that doesn't happen. But if it does, we have uh, Volkanovski waiting in the, waiting as a backup. So, with that said, we will do a quick recap of our um, last week's card. Uh, we were, again, away on a bachelor party for our boy. So, we didn't watch the fights very closely, but we do have some results. I did see Cub Swanson lose via leg kick knockout only because I was watching that fight because I had bet on that fight. Um... I did have Malcoon over Nick maxmov That was a nice little underdog play, but it got washed out when Cup Swanson lost. So
0: yeah, we did pretty good on our picks. By the way, I'm just kind of realizing this now. Yeah, <laughs> the most conf- the only pick we got wrong was my, or, or actually two picks, Cup Swanson wrong, but was my most confident pick in Victor Henry. But, yeah,
1: that was a dog fight. That I just saw that fight too. That was a dog fight. A looked as good as he's looked in a long time.
0: Yeah, I should. I I just thought Victor Henry is going to be way better, but um, in that one, it's like. A has a history of upsetting like these uh, kind of younger, new, new to the UFC type guys. He beat Marlon Moraes in Marlon Moraes' first fight um, before he couldn't take a punch. <laughs> Man, um, uh, yeah. So, but I could just run through it real fast. Alex Garasso beat Vivian Arujo in a five round decision. Um, Jonathan Martinez beat Cub Swanson by knockout round two. Dusko Todorovic beat Jordan Wright by knockout round two. Rafael Assunstout beat Victor Henry in a three-round decision. Alonzo Menafield knocked out Misha Serkinov in the first round. Um, And I think we had one more on it. Oh, yeah, uh, Jacob Malkoon beat uh, Nick Nick Maximo by a three-round decision. So, um, yeah, only Cub Swanson and Victor Henry picks we got wrong. We got some some decent picks wrong or right. I mean, Misha Serkinov gets knocked out once again. So I think that's safe to bet on. From here yeah, on out. Definitely. Uh, but other than that, um, I'm a pretty average card, I would say, for not watching too much of it.
1: Yeah, I watched a little on your iPad. That was about it, though. We were, again, out and about and uh, just wasn't a card worth uh, building building a whole day around. So Yeah. But UFC
0: 280,
1: on the other hand, would ex- have been a little different. Ex- it would have been a UFC 280 party, basically. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't have gone anywhere without watching it. No. So... We can close the book on that one. Not much to say again. Uh, had some good picks, lost a few. Whatever. Another, another uh, just another week of uh, of grinding. Um, let's move on though to our segments. We'll do our Isney Awesome and our weekly call. What is it? It's an odd number, so it's me. All right, my Isney Awesome this week. Haas the newest member of the UFC. It's a long time coming, and he's officially been signed to the UFC. What? I swear. Are they gonna have like a midget fight for him? They claim they are, dude, but I feel like how he's. Uh, Vern Troiner? <laughs> he's dead. <laughs> oh, shit. That's the only. Wee Man? Wee Man's alive, right? Yeah, Wee Man's way bigger, though. If <laughs> <laughs> have there's have somebody else who has, like, the little. I don't. Let's be honest. There's no way. The Ka- California dude. will clear got healthy guys, to fight. You think they're gonna clear Hasbulla?
0: <laughs> no, I don't know, dude. But if this, if he actually gets a fight in the UFC, the UFC has gone straight off the deep end. We're in Bellator territory now, <laughs> and uh, just uh, sell the U- on the UFC. I- I'll have to sell my shares in the uh, in what's called uh, WME IMG or whatever, dude. Bellator territory is has not even scratched the surface. Yeah, right. <laughs> At least they're fighters, not midges. That, that's absolutely insane.
1: They had to assign him to like uh like uh there he is on the UFC Twitter tapping it up with the Khabib and the boys. Jesus. Here, they made it they made a real post for him, too. <laughs> and I know they made him fight kits That's insane. It's gotta
0: just be like a promotional thing, right? There's no way he's gonna fight. <laughs> yeah i mean i don't think they signed him as a prospect <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna tune into that main event though i'd be better than Gras over saruja for sure
1: <laughs> i mean it's almost as good as signing cm punk let's be honest yeah it's a better it's a better signing than cm punk <laughs> yeah uh, at least he has an excuse when he gets dominated <laughs> yeah and it might be a fight mike jackson could actually win <laughs> right yeah, put him up against Mike Jackson. It might be a fight CM Punk could actually win too. So <laughs> just kick him,
0: <laughs> just <laughs> punt him like a football.
1: You know who wants that fight? Oh, dude, Randy Costa just got cut. Um, you know who wants that fight? Oh, Connor. He hates he hates Hasbua. Oh yeah, <laughs> Connor's crazy enough to take the fight too. Dana's knock his ass out. Dana's just it's all long con just to get Connor a win.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. how many
1: pay per views does that sell? Um, I'm buying it, so... Exactly. We all bought... Million. We bought Floyd versus Conor. We're going to buy Hezbollah versus Conor. <laughs> yeah, 100%. With Khabib and Hezbollah's corner, like... I Maybe they'll have, like, Conor's child fight <laughs> <Huzbua. laughs> Hezbollah. Probably kick his ass, dude. Conor's <laughs> kid's got to be about four or five now.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know what... I know they've had him at an event before, but they we'll see if they do it again. But, yeah, he's officially... Uh, a member of the UFC as far as I understand. So a uh, long time coming. Talk about a guy who built himself up from nothing, just being a midget and punching people in the face. He's not even a dwarf. He's like, I mean, this is a, like. He's got some genetic thing, right? He looks like a child. A dark turn here, but how long does he How long does he live? I don't know. He's not like too long
0: if he gets a UFC fight. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we could actually pinpoint the date if they want to give him a <laughs> yeah. Anyway, he. <laughs> they, uh. I don't think they're going to give. To be fair, I don't think they're going to give him a fight, but.
0: <laughs> God, I hope so. I don't,
1: I don't know. I hope his, uh. I hope he, uh. He's having a good time and things are going well for him. He, uh. Whatever he's got going on, he seems to be making the most of it. And he is funny. Like, I love watching clips of him. Oh, yeah. He's hilarious. So. And I love when he soccer punches people in the face. That's just so funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we need more of that. <laughs> and they were going to have him fight that other guy with the same condition, but they, they, the fight uh, must have broke down in uh, negotiations. Or they don't want to fight. I'm not sure. But either way, um, we'll leave it at that, and we'll see what uh, Dana announces this weekend. Maybe the winner of the Oliver Makachev fight is going to fight Hasbua. We'll see. Uh, call out this week uh hate to do it hate to see it coming around but the khabib fanboys are going to be out in full force again all i want to say is that islam is not khabib you don't have to be loyal to islam just because you were a khabib fan Um, i mean unless you're from dagestan or whatever but it's just weird um it's been a while since we've had the deal with khabib fans right yeah and it's uh it's been nice it's been real nice just like the same it's like some people can't stand Conor McGregor fans. Well, could be fans of the same thing. They're just the opposite end of the spectrum. Yeah, it's, dorks. Yeah, it's not like they're more humble, like honorable people. Like groups are the same thing. Like they think their guys are uh, uh, the best, and Conor McGregor fans are a little more delusional. And there's more of them, but they don't believe in women's rights. <laughs> they- <laughs> 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 That's true. Andrew Tate fans. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly, Andrew Tate fans versus Khabib fans. That's a perfect mixture. they're the same, one and the same. That's why they don't get along though, because they don't realize how alike they are. Yeah, they're all they're all fighting for the same thing, which is no women's rights. (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, they're gonna be back out in full force. They're hoping to. I feel like Khabib fans have been hoping to hitch their wagon to Islam Makhachev for a couple years now. He just hasn't really been able to because he has like the personality of like you know a rock. Yeah, he's boring as can be. Yeah, he's just has no personality whatsoever. Winning the belt would change a lot for him, but you know, he's still you know, it's still just like he's like great value Khabib.
0: Yeah, exactly. I, I have Khabib as one of my call outs too, so I'll go in on him a little bit. As I saw he said he believes that MMA is in a decline so because
1: he's not a good yeah
0: probably just because he's a conceited jackass but um yeah i mean M- mma is not in a decline it's better than ever that could be especially the 155 pound division so the worst thing that could happen to it is to get his protege at uh, the title so uh hopefully we get a charles Oliveira win on uh, saturday night
1: yeah and i i I'm like obviously not taking anything away from makachev he could easily win this fight not easily win this fight he could very well win this fight and uh but like you said, yeah, I mean, that would be good for the Khabib fans. It'd be interesting, but I wonder if Khabib would come back to fight Charles Oliveira. He says no way,
0: but that's what I always thought would happen. If uh, if Oliveira beats his, his protege, that maybe he gets back in there for one more. But uh, he seems pretty, uh, pretty like set that that's not going to happen so Have you
1: notice how much of a hater khabib is though he talks so much shit about everybody he says like charles tapped out eight times like he's not a champion yeah like, first of all he didn't tap out he's lost eight times
0: like it's just because you fought bombs your whole career and you just won a few fights as the champion against guys who couldn't wrestle like that you're not the goat
1: you're not like you can't just talk shit about everybody you're a bum yeah he said well he's just he said some crazy stuff and like like, yeah, Oliver has lost eight times. He's had some bad losses. He's had missed weight, all this other stuff, but he got in the UFC when he was like twenty years old. Yeah. He started fighting top tier competition right away. If anything, it's more impressive that he's able to
0: be this dominant, like after after losses and stuff. Khabib, you know, he couldn't take it. He couldn't he couldn't even risk a loss. That's why he had to retire. I <laughs> mean that uh Oliveira has the uh mental fortitude to be able to to come back and uh be champion after a, a bunch of losses so
1: after getting his ass kicked by guys like max holloway and yeah and actually not good fighters there's some actual not good fighters beat uh beat charles but yeah so and could be pretty much lost ones to uh Gle- to t- 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 oh, but gleeson to oh, bow yeah t- Gleason, t- oh. bad decision yeah so and I mean that happens like a lot of guys have tough fights early on. It's a, MMA is not about a perfect record. It's about where you were at your peak. Definitely. So Good anyways, point. I'll hand it over to you. You had your little call with Khabib. Who do you got to give a shout out to this weekend?
0: Uh Austin, Texas. We were just there and uh pretty dope city. I see why uh why people like it. It's pretty uh pretty cool spot. Um definitely can see some of the some of the hate for it as well. I mean, they say it they it's been cleaned up recently of uh like the bums on 6th street and stuff but um they're not too far off 6th street and (laughs) uh they they seem dangerous so um i can only imagine what it was like um before they cleaned it up supposedly
1: in its darkest days it must have been a literal
0: hellscape yeah (laughs) yeah that's what i'm thinking but uh overall it's sick it's got a sick nightlife it's got a bunch of cool bars it's uh it's a pretty cool place
1: yeah, there's there's something appealing. I think it's like especially like where we grew up and stuff about like, like a little bit of like a grittiness to like a like a like, a, like a, a nightlife scene or whatever. Like, yeah, definitely. Like, it's not like too pristine. Now, I can't imagine like it, there were some sketchy areas and whatnot. And I, I for whatever reason why crime tends to f- flock to those types of areas, whatever. But um, it was like a, it was a good the, it was a good atmosphere. Definitely. So, yeah, it was a good time.
0: And uh, Kanye West, we got to give him a shout-out. Um, not for the crazy shit he's saying, but the awesome shoes he makes. Just got new pair of the uh, Yeezy 350 knits, and they're probably the most comfortable shoes I've ever worn. Um, no, he's been uh, – we're not defending some of his actions <laughs> as of late, but, um, but he makes some
1: good shoes. Some really ugly shoes, but some good shoes as well. Yeah, another thing we talked about briefly before, it's how he makes – he, he's sh- absolutely struck gold on the Yeezy 350s. And then, other than that, some of the shit's just been outrageous. Absolutely
0: terrible, some of them. Those 450s I showed you earlier are just the ugliest pair of shoes I've ever seen in my
1: life. Yeah, and I, he's been wearing these gigantic rain boots lately.
0: Dude, yeah, he's in LA. It doesn't even rain there. He's just wearing them just for the hell of it, for the fashion. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't know. Like, most of his shit he's isn't. T- pair well with the White Lives Matter <laughs> shirts. <laughs> Most of his stuff is just outrageously disgusting. Um, but I would say, like, for a shoe with longevity, like, not the shoe, I don't know how long the EZ350s last. How long do they last? Do they last a long time?
0: Yeah, they're incredibly comfortable. That's
1: all I've ever heard, though, is, that like, it's the most comfortable shoe ever. And they came out, what, seven, eight years ago now? Yeah, it's been a little while. Yeah, they got, like, a bunch of different colorways and whatnot now, so. And they're still they're still coming out, like. Oh, they come out with them all the time. Yeah. So the longevity of that shoe—that's like making like an iconic silhouette that's just been held up for a long time. Yeah, exactly. So, gotta give him a shout out there.
0: Um, his takedown of Skeet was also um, pretty great. But uh, true,
1: some of it—he's shooting from the hip these days. Some of it's <laughs> some of it's working, some of it's flopping. Yeah, it just depends on what you're okay with. <laughs>
0: Some of his tweets are gold, and some of them are absolutely insane. Like, when he was talking about what comedy he likes, he's like, me. Um, <laughs> he, he, just ha- he listed off some comedians and
1: then included himself. He's called himself a comedic genius or something. I think we all think we're funny, though. Oh, definitely. At the end of the day, I mean, you, you, everybody, you, only, you know your style of comedy better than anybody. Yeah, right. But, yeah, he's uh, he's out of his gourd. He's off his meds, clearly. um. To be frank, I his music he's made in probably the last ten years hasn't had too many, too much that I liked. Has there been anything? I mean, as a big Kanye fan, like has there been anything he's put out that you've been like, wow, this was pretty good?
0: Yeah, he's put out some decent stuff. Not in the last few years, but in the last five
1: for sure. Yeah, I mean, some of it's hit or miss. Um, yeah, the church albums I'm not a huge fan <laughs> of, but yeah, he went off he. <laughs> He made some pretty vulgar songs, and then he immediately regretted that and made some church gospel stuff, yeah. and now he's back to speaking pretty vulgar again.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> vulgar could be an understatement for some of the shit he's been saying. Yeah, well, at the end of the day,
0: the easy three fifties live on. Exactly, and then call out. We call out Khabib a little bit, and then we'll call out Victor Henry. Um, just tanked my uh, my betting week, so fuck him.
1: Yeah, tough. But we see like a a lot of guys look untouchable in their debut. Was this his debut, his first fight? Yeah, first round. A Marcellus. lot of guys do that in, invincible thing. And then like David Onama is another one. He ended up losing to Nate Landwehr. Like some of these guys just look untouchable in their first couple fights, and then boom, they hit, maybe their heads get too big. Maybe they think they're above their opponent, whatever. But we do see that a lot. Especially, you got to have some adversity early in your career. Yeah, definitely. But it's not really—it's early in his UFC career. But I don't think it's very early no, in his career. Oh, it's true. He's, but he did fight for a while before he got—he's fought a lot of guys. he's got—I can't remember who he had wins over. He had some wins over some pretty legit guys, that UFC guys. But he was fighting in different organizations. But yeah, it's tough when they uh, when they don't come through like you think they're going to, especially when you had a chance to take a, a Sun sunsao at like what plus three hundred.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Shoulda. But I don't know. It just didn't seem. Uh, Victor Henry seemed that, like, especially with the Sun um this late in his career. I, I don't know, but yeah, it ended up being a uh, being a killer for me. So yeah, he fought that like, Kyler Phillips in yeah, Ring yeah, of the Cage. He had a win over Kyler Phillips. Yeah, I think. beat him. Um, let's see who else he fought. I know there was some other names on there too. Uh, maybe not. Yeah, but he's fought some decent competition.
1: Yeah. So he's not a not a rookie. He's a veteran, but he. He still he got 35. He still got caught in the bright lights, it seemed like. I guess he's about a sunset's age. Yeah, he's pretty that's pretty old. Yeah, right. Yeah, it was, it was, I knew he was around 30, but I knew he'd forty, Yeah, he is old. He's a
0: monster though. He's yeah. one of
1: those guys that just keeps going. He's one of those yeah, he's kinda of like one of those Trinaldos where he, no matter how slow he gets, he still can fight. Yeah, exactly. And his head is just made out of cinder block, so
0: yeah, except for when Cody Garbrandt KO'd him with that. Who would
1: have thought though that that would have been that last time we'd see Cody Garbrandt look good? Yeah, that was insane. To be, to be honest though, Cody Garbrandt really didn't look good in that fight. It was just a good knockout. Yeah,
0: that up against the cage, like fucking walk off haymaker that he yeah.
1: threw, that was insane. And he like uh, a sunset, like skipped across the canvas like a stone, like a skip, <laughs> like a stone across yeah. the water. Yeah, that was that was a highlight. And rock, I thought knockout. to myself, "Wow, Cody Garbrandt's back, man." And he's looked like garbage ever since. Yeah. Yeah,
0: he's uh, got no chin. So (laughs) it's not a good pairing for a UFC
1: fighter. Yeah, who doesn't want to put their hands up. Yeah, exactly. So anyways. (laughs) Or have uh, any type of defense whatsoever. (laughs) Yeah. But anyways, we can move on now to our UFC 280 preview. All right, huge card. A lot of people are calling this card of the year. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. I don't know. It's hard to argue that it's not one of the best offerings we've seen in a long long time um especially based on how charles has looked in his last few fights um dillashaw on a card is always a good sign um uh sean o'malley versus peter Yan is a crazy fight uh, i don't know where it came out totally out of left field but interesting and then you know there's a few other fights that are solid on here and we'll uh, we'll go through those. But well, let's start off with the main event: Charles Oliveira versus Islam Magomedov. Oliveira's is plus one hundred and sixty, Makachev minus one hundred and ninety. Now, my general rule, and I've said it a million times, is if the champion's an underdog, always take it. This is not the champion. Technically, no. <laughs> um, I think everyone's considering him to be the champion, but technically, he's not the champion. That's correct. Um, where does that Where does that rule fall on? The technicality here i think you got to give him the benefit of the champ you got that's clearly that arizona scale screwed him
0: yeah yeah it's the it's the dry heat you well know, fucks
1: up the scale probably rusted
0: the gears on there
1: but i get a pass regardless so if i take over and i lose i get a technicality pass. Like, the rule still stands but this one opened up way different wasn't well, it open at like minus 350 or something did it geez hold on one second let me see i thought it was something- minus 240 that was the highest it ever was.
0: Um, that's what it has at the opening on DraftKings, but okay, that's it could as, have been.
1: That's not as extreme as I thought, and that's that's still. Me. I mean, I'm trying just trying to sh- figure out what they're basing this line off of. I guess I'll do my kind of what, how I what I think. This is hard to say because if they stay standing, Islamak's, uh Charles Oliveira is going to kick his ass. It's not even going to be close. Um. <clears throat> well, Oliveira gets tagged though. He Does but does Makachev doesn't have that? Like, apparently, it's Khabib says he does. <laughs> well, we can't trust Khabib, he doesn't have like that Gaichi level boxing or that like Michael Chandler type of like haymaker throwing ability. He has like a Kabibs kind of like wing it, winging. He's a little more polished, I think, than Khabib, but he's he still kind of wings his punches. Um, let's just put it this way if it's a Moy Thai fight, Charles Olvera is going to win easily. If it goes to the ground, it's Charles Oliveira has a bit a, a jiu-jitsu advantage, but. These guys, Khabib is one of them, and Makachev's another one. The way they wrestle does not really lend themselves to be submitted. They don't really put themselves in those submittable positions.
0: No, at the beginning, these Dagestani guys, they were getting triangled a little bit, but they kind of shored that up. It doesn't seem to happen anymore, so...
1: Yeah, and they don't take risks. They're all about position. They're all about smothering. They're all about staying on top of you. You don't, They don't really put themselves in that position. So, yeah, Charles is great off his back, but... The most boring style possible. Yeah, Charles is great off his back, but khabib and makachev are great on the top they'd rather they'll give you the bottom if you're if as long as they get the top so
0: yeah yeah
1: exactly so in my opinion as long as if charles can keep this standing for any amount of time he can get himself into an advantageous position in the fight however olivares takedown defense is not the best so so this likely does go to the mat he actively tries to
0: get to the ground so he usually lets guys take him down
1: I know that's another another wrinkle. There is, yeah. So he lets guys. He over-exaggerates how hard he gets tagged. He lets guys take him down. He does, but yeah, those guys don't have like the Dagestani smothering wrestling abilities. So I don't know. It's an interesting fight. I think, I think it's close enough where I, 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 I mean. I like the idea of taking the underdog here. I like Charles Alvarez. He's more proven. He's beat a murderers row of fighters. I have this somewhat of this like sneaking suspicion that we're going to get like he let's be honest for most of his career he was he was prone to laying an egg every several fights, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, this fight kind of seems like to me it's like it's like a 50-50 fight, but when it actually happens, it'll be like yeah. oh 100% that guy was going to win. Like it's either Makachev is going to be able to get out there and just use his wrestling and dominate him and hold him in position. Or Olivera is going to go out there and swarm him and Make him maybe stupid. Like get a submission or something or or knock him out. So um, it's fit. I'm going to take the underdog just because I think it could go either way. I, I just, Olivera, I think this is a little bit biased for me. I usually don't do well when picking biased fights. So um, I'm a Khabib and Makachev hater and a fan of Olivera these days. So um, take that with a grain of salt. But, uh, I'm gonna go Oliveira. I just think he's gonna swarm him. I think he might catch Machav off guard. Um, I think the other interesting thing is Olivera scrambles and he's just so damn quick too to like get position uh, on the ground to throw up submissions and stuff. And uh, it might that might hamper Machav's uh, kind of ability to just stay in good positions on the ground as well, just because with his speed uh, of snatching up submissions and stuff. So I think there is a, a few ways Olivera could win this fight. So we're gonna go with the uh, the dog here. At least I am. What are you thinking?
1: I like that idea. Um, I also want to throw out there that like we just saw, so it was barely over a year ago, Tiago Moises lasted four rounds with Makachev. That doesn't mean Mo- Makachev wasn't playing with him. It doesn't mean he couldn't have his way with him, but Tiago Moises got into some advantageous positions in that fight. It wasn't like, and Moises is not like, it's not like oh, he sucks at jiu-jitsu and he, he almost tapped him out. He never almost tapped him out and he also doesn't suck at jiu-jitsu. He's great, but uh if if Charles Oliveira gets your back like Moises did get uh Makachev's back it's still a different ball game than than Moises having your back you know what I mean oh definitely so I like the idea of taking the underdog I like the idea of the champion being the underdog it's just he's been fighting at such a high level now for I mean his confidence has to be through the roof his hair is bleached his team his team has been solid but if Makachev comes out with bleached hair uh, that's probably against. <laughs> that's probably against the, their their code. Or I've their, never seen a blind Dagestani. Yeah, you've never seen a gay one either. So <laughs> <laughs> they probably all get stoned, right? So it's probably a sign that it's time to take you to the to the stone yard. But anyways, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, it's probably not as accepted there as it is elsewhere in the world. That's coming from me, who has, currently has bleached hair. But anyways, um. Charles's been fighting at a crazy level, fighting the best guys, tr- probably training with some of the best guys. I know he's been training with some top-notch wrestlers. Doesn't seem to help other guys against K- Khabib or uh, Islam, but um it, it may help him enough to where he's able to get his just keep it standing. Keep it standing and you win. Like do, do you do you agree with that that if it stays standing? Yeah, 100% he, he I would wins. think. Okay. And uh, likely knocks him out. Like if they fight for extended three, round. if they if 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 they're into the third round and it hasn't hit the mat yet, like which is one in a million chance, like,
0: or stuns them and submits them, could mm-hmm. be like a kind of club and sub.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I just I just think what are the odds that like it? Let's just say it mostly it's mostly standing for two full rounds. Like it's going to be Charles landing. I would think so. So that's where I'm at. I I think I'm going to take Olivera. I like the underdog money. 50-50, I don't know. I may look at it a little bit differently. But like you said, this will probably be a fight where somebody's very, very right and somebody's very, very wrong. Yeah. So I'll move on from there, though, to our co-main event. Aljamain Sterling, TJ Dillashaw. This is an interesting fight. This is actually a really cool fight, I think. Um, Love him or hate him, Dillashaw is one of the best in the division. Always has been, basically. I think he's first in almost every category in the um in the bantamweight division um sterling obviously the current champion currently at minus 175 dillashaw plus 150 i did think sandhagen beat dillashaw um obviously sandhagen moved on to get his chance at a title shot and lost so um or a interim champion interim shot yeah and he's already lost to sterling anyways so um but this is an interesting fight because dillashaw is so solid he's scrappy he's I think he's good everywhere. I mean, Eljamain Sterling is another one though, who he's looked really good. He's definitely has a specialty in the grappling, which is where Dillashaw is maybe not quite as strong, but he is a good wrestler. Um, I think this is a, this is a good matchup. I, I don't know about minus 175. I'm just never surprised when TJ Dillashaw was able to pull it off. So yeah.
0: Yeah. I feel the same way. I want to take Sterling, but like that underdog money looks pretty good on Dillashaw as well. Yeah. Like he Dillashaw, I mean, he looks as jacked as ever for apparently not doing steroids anymore. <laughs> like, uh, but what are you going to do there? Uh, Sterling, though, I mean, I don't know. He just uh, he's a grinder. He's been getting these wins. He's hes looked better than ever, especially in his last fight for Peter Yan. So it's hard not to not to pick him. I think I'm going to lean towards Aljamain Sterling on this one, but I would not be surprised if TJ Dill- if TJ Dillashaw wins. These are two guys that I, I don't like a ton. So,
1: <laughs> yeah, good point. I find TJ Dillashaw to be pretty unlikable as a person, but his fighting style, has he he ever, like, let he's, okay, uh, he got knocked out by Cejudo trying to go down to 125, basically was when he was doing the EPO, allegedly that's the only time he did the EPO, whatever, no one believes that, but. um, Yeah, everybody in his camp that's ever, at Alpha Male says that's not true, that (laughs) he's done steroids his whole career, so. And then he bragged about how how to teach people how to get away with it, um. But other than that, has TJ Dillashaw really ever put up a bad performance? No, I don't think so.
0: No, yeah, he's pretty solid. I mean, it's uh, his cruise fight was kind of boring, but that's more of a cruise thing than a TJ thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I would say uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Dillashaw comes out and gives a great performance. Um, Eljo, obviously we talk like Eljo, we know what we get with him. He's solid too. Um, yeah, tough one for me to pick right now at this moment. Yeah. Um, I just I would hate to pick against TJ Dillashaw and lose because I, he just he wins fights. I don't know how else to put it. Yeah. So, um, maybe I'll deal with the underdog here and just go two underdogs on two title fights. That's pretty crazy. And I'm also choosing. Well, I guess it doesn't matter if the the champion's a favorite. You can still take the underdog. It's just if the champion's the underdog, you have to take him. So. Um, crazy fight here uh let me find it peter yan sean O'Malley. peter yan minus 265 sean O'Malley plus 225 tj dillashaw lineal champion though right uh never lost his belt yeah Got yeah stripped yeah true because he's fought what one time since he's been back he fought, yeah beat sandhagen and then he had to get that surgery true so this is a unifying fight i uh, don't
0: really do that like in boxing but
1: no and actually it's easier to keep track of in the ufc but it's rare that it happens where there's like a lineal situation that's a non-lineal situation but um yeah boxing it's like a nightmare to try to keep track of but uh anyway peter yan minus 265 sean o'malley plus 225 obviously this is a very odd fight um I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to fall in love with that. Maybe Sean O'Malley could land something on Peter Yan because I just think that's crazy to think. Is he a tough? chat Is he a tough fight? Yes, yeah, he's a tough fight for anybody. Um, but I would say, uh, let's do a quick comparison. Peter Yan was able to pretty much get off anything he wanted on Corey Sandhagen, who is about Sean O'Malley's size, not not Sean O'Malley's style so much, but has similar similar striking, I suppose. Not with not as much power. Um, uh, Peter Yan is just a one-man killing machine. The only thing I think that gives Sean O'Malley some level of possibility of winning this fight here is the fact that Peter Yan will likely give away the first round.
0: Yeah, three-round fight. If this is a five-round fight, like Peter Yan, I feel like it's like minus 500 or something. But uh, in a three-round fight, O'Malley I think is a little more live. I'm still going with Peter Yan in this one. I think he's uh, he's just unreal. He's just uh, fucking wrecking ball at times. Um, especially in the stand-up uh I mean yeah we saw him lose to Aljamain Sterling but we haven't seen anybody who fights like Sean O'Malley have much I mean San Hagen had some success against him but I mean Peter Yan still got the W in the end so uh gonna go Peter Jan I wouldn't I, I mean I honestly wouldn't be surprised if O'Malley pulls off something crazy though he's got some flashy striking techniques and whatnot but Peter Jan's just keeps it so tight he keeps his hands up he yeah, blocks a lot of shots it, it's gonna so be so efficient um O'Malley has a huge size advantage i think he's got a lot more length than cory sandhagen i think he's taller as well but um I, I think there might be listed the same but he just seems a lot bigger to me at least yeah. um but uh yeah so uh, yeah i think you got to go peter yan here he might give away the first round he might not but the reason why like sean O'Malley in his last fight first Pedro munos was very hesitant in the first round so it could be a really slow first round on both sides
1: yeah, and that that last fight, yeah, was did that end up being a draw, a no contest. contest, whatever. That was nonsense. Um, yeah, Sean didn't get, get in, did he? Never got it going early in that fight.
0: But yeah, he started to pick it up in the second round a little bit, um, but yeah, first round he just eight leg kicks. So I don't think leg kicks count as scoring points. So
1: <laughs> yeah, I think the only strikes that landed that whole first round was like fifteen leg kicks. Yeah. Yeah, O'Malley
0: landed like three punches and Pedro Munoz, I don't think he landed a single punch. I think it was just leg kicks. kicks.
1: And that's and that's I mean, Peter Yan is levels above Pedro Munoz. Yeah, for but sure. But it's a different fight, it's a different day, it's a different style, it's a different everything. It's it's going to be interesting. I think credit to both of these guys for taking this fight honestly. Right. Like Peter Yan had no reason to take this fight outside of uh he needed to fight. And Sean O'Malley had had no reason to take this fight because no one seemed to mind that he was just fighting bums all along, so why not? Yeah, exactly. So, so, uh honestly, of all the weird fights, obviously the main event is strange, but like this is uh this is a hard one to hard one to pin down what's going to happen if, if Peter Yan just kind of peppers him up for 3 rounds and that's it. That would be not that shocking. A knockout to me would be a little shocking, but at the same time Peter Yan has tons of power.
0: Yeah, yeah, I could see it. Um could stop him with leg kicks as well. I mean, uh, he
1: does throw a pretty stiff leg kick. Peter Jan does. So. He does, like, so fast, dude. The guy's like a human shotgun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Crazy. But I love this fight. I love this fight. I can't wait for this one. So, um, excited about it. Uh, Benil Dariush, Matus Gamrat. Um, Benil Darius, plus 160, Gamrat, minus 190. Gamrat, getting a lot of clout lately, a lot of steam um, as kind of a dark horse in the division. Am I not mistaken, or was it Gamrat versus uh, Armin Sarukian where Sarukian certainly seemed like he maybe won that fight and then they gave it to Gamrat? Yep. Yeah, yeah
0: a unanimous decision too.
1: Yeah. So this is a perfect example. And I think that fight was close. So I'm not saying like Gamrat won by a robbery or anything, but like history really does have a way of erasing like close decisions or like bad decisions. Cause now we're like, oh, he's beat everybody, or he's coming up through the divisions, like could just as easily be Sorokin in this position. Yeah. We, we may already know how to beat Gamrat because Sorokin very well may have done it um, I, if it was different judges in a different location. But um, I do think Dariush is another guy where it's like he won a couple fights too where it's like he beat beat up uh, Tony Ferguson. He he was losing to Tricar Close and then he had like a, a miracle comeback. Um, is Darius good? Yeah, he's good. Is he underrated? Maybe underrated. But is it, like, do sometimes underrated guys get a push that they shouldn't get because they're like, oh, this guy's underrated. He should be fighting for the title. I don't think Benil Darius is a title contender.
0: No, me neither. Yeah, I'm going to go ride on this one. I just, uh, I'm a Benil Darius hater. I feel like I'm pretty biased on a lot of these fights. So I might go, like, oh for 5 or 6 here, whatever, many fights we're picking. But, uh, I mean, yeah, Benil Darius, he's got really good submission skills, um that i mean jiu-jitsu is his thing but uh Gamrat is also a black belt i don't know how definitely don't think he's as legit as benil dariush there but um i don't know i'm gonna go Gamrat. i think if it stays standing i think gamrat has got a, a definite advantage on the feet against benil dariush um dariush probably has a slight advantage on the ground but i think they might be not enough to where Gamrat can nullify it a little bit
1: yeah and as far as uh benil dariush being like a jiu-jitsu specialist he also is prone to just staying standing and getting tagged up like he is no he goes like zombie mode out there yeah exactly so so if gamrot starts teeing off on him it's not like he's gonna make the right move and go to the ground he might just stay standing
0: yeah he doesn't have great wrestling
1: yeah so this fight could be anywhere it's another interesting fight um a gamrot's almost a two to one favorite i think that's interesting as well but i think i do think if you can nullify. i uh Darius' stand up, then you can, or, uh, jujitsu, then yeah, you have a good shot of beating him in the stand up. So we'll see how this one goes. Again, Darius, again, not, never surprised when he is able to pull out a win. So, um, maybe I'll be proven wrong. Um, another mm-hmm. thing, talking about both of these guys being potential title, title challengers for whoever wins. And that's why they're talking about having Volkanovsky take the next ch- 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 title fight. So, um, from there, we'll move on to Caitlin again versus Menno Fiort. Um, Chukagian plus 170 Fior, minus 200. Interesting fight here because I thought Caitlin Chukagian was retiring like two years ago or a year ago. Didn't Hadn't she said that she wanted to like retire and have kids or something? Do you remember that when she was like, she basically said it was like her last fight?
0: Yeah. That and was then like, she
1: unretired. That was like in Abu Dhabi, like the first time around. That was like Fight Island.
0: Yeah, that was a while ago, but now she's uh, picking up some steam. So I don't think she's planning on retiring anytime soon.
1: Yeah, I feel like they just can't give it up. But either way, oh uh, yeah, she lost on Gerage, but yeah, then she's won four straight since. Yeah, she won, but lost by body shot. Yeah, and see her uh, is another. Like I've said this like three times, I'm never surprised when she's able to pull out a win. She's way more like crafting that people give her credit for
0: yeah yeah i'm actually going with the dog here i'm gonna go with caitlin chicago i think Manon fior is a a little overrated at this point um she's got some wins nothing too legit jennifer maya being her best win um beat myra buena silva beat up midget tab at the um but uh other than that that's about her extent of her ufc career um yeah i just caitlin chicago is just somebody's gonna be in there it's gonna be a decision um maybe bet Chikagian by decision. I wonder how much better that pays because uh, it almost always is decision. <laughs> that's, for her. How, that's the only way she can win. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, if we're looking at Chikagian to win by decision. That puts us up to uh, plus two forty. So get a little bit better value, and it's almost a guarantee if she wins, it's going to be by decision. So um, yeah, I, I think I think that's a
1: decent uh, decent underdog play on this fight. All right, I like it. All right, Bilal Muhammad, Sean Brady, another guy you're not a huge fan of. There's a lot of guys you don't like on this card. <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm going to Sean Brady, obviously, because <laughs> uh, Bilal Muhammad is one of my top five
1: most hated fighters. Bilal Muhammad, plus 120, Sean Brady, minus 140. Again, how many times have I said this? Bilal Muhammad, I yeah, boring, is, boring as can be, but... I'm never surprised when he wins. Like no, I just think Sean Brady. I think he's strong enough. He's going to be able to nullify,
0: uh, Bilal Muhammad's wrestling. And if uh, Bilal Muhammad's not able to just lay and pray on somebody, what is he good at? Nothing. So <laughs> um, we're going to go with Sean Brady here. Uh, I think he's going to be able to keep it standing, and I think he's going to be able to uh, kind of piece up uh, Bilal Muhammad on the feet. So
1: yeah, and and that seems like, based on Sean Brady's trajectory and based on what what is expected out of him, but this could be his first. Huge test where he runs into a guy that like it just doesn't work, like he, a guy he just can't manhandle. Was Sean Brady's last fight against uh Michael Chiesa was that it? I think so. Uh, if you remember, Chiesa was just like came out flat, he was like joking around in the fight, and then he like really got it going in like the fourth or fifth round. and It was just like it took him for if he would have got it started earlier, he would have had a shot. Um,
0: yeah, it was against Chiesa,
1: yeah. I mean, he, I remember that he. He won he won a, it was just a weird fight. Kieza just looks super flat. Um and I feel like Boal may maybe a slight step up from Chiesa, but that's not to say that um Sean Brady hasn't improved or that he wouldn't, you know, he didn't he beat he beat Chiesa. It doesn't mean he wouldn't beat Boal too. I don't know. Bawal is just a guy that he wins fights. I don't know how he does it, but he does it sometimes. I am definitely on the fence on this one. Sean Brady is definitely the Higher ceiling prospect, but Bilal's been grinding. Also, Bilal's definitely on steroids, so you notice how much more jacked he's gotten.
0: Yeah, his head gets bigger by the day.
1: His neck gets bigger, too.
0: Yeah, well, he has no neck, yeah, because it just blends into his (laughs) giant
1: dome. (laughs) At least, at least you can be happy he's not going to be on the desk. Yeah, yeah,
0: we won't have to listen to his terrible broadcasting
1: skills. Yeah, I mean, I don't hate him near as much as you do, but. We'll take what we can get uh, from there. So, another interesting fight. Like, a lot of close lines here tonight that will be there on a Saturday night. So, Saturday day. Yeah, night, 11 a.m. start time for the main card. Night in Abu Dhabi, but day here, which is awesome. All right. Nikita Krav, Volkan Ozdemir. Nikita Krav minus 175, Volkan Ozdemir plus 150. God, I don't, I don't, I can't bet on Nikita Krav after all the times he's hurt me in the past. But I also don't want to bet on Vulcan Ozemir.
0: Yeah, I think I'm going Vulcan Ozemir on this one. Or, wait, who did I pick? Actually, I picked Krylov when I was looking at it earlier. I don't know. This is a tough one. This fifty-fifty. 50-50. I think it's a coin flip type fight. Um, Nikita Krylov. Uh, both of these guys are are not trustworthy, basically. so but Krylov's an actual idiot. Yeah, Krylov. I mean, we're never going to let him live down the uh, Paul Craig loss. Uh, um, but uh, Vulcan Ozmir, he's, uh, I don't He's fought recently, kind
1: of, right? Yeah, he beat Paul Craig. So um, yeah, MMA decision. Mass says pick Vulcan Ozdemir. It was a decision win. Uh, Paul Craig ran out of triangles. Um, Nikita Krajel was just destroying Paul Craig. He was knocking him out and waking him up. Yeah.
0: I don't know. This is going to be a tough fight. Uh, this is a close one. Who's the underdog again?
1: Volkan Ozdemir plus 150.
0: All right. I'm going Ozdemir here. I think you go underdog here. I think it's pretty... Um, a pretty even fight ozdemir he's got a lot of loss but they're pretty usually the top tier guys really he only so. fights he
1: does only fight the best of the best
0: he's lost to Magomed Ankalaev, yuri prohaska <laughs> dominic reyes not a top tier guy but i guess at that time he might have been anthony smith daniel cormier i mean other than that all wins first guys like jimmy manuel misha Sirkinov, osp um rakich alir latifi paul craig so um you know, I think Nikita Krylov falls
1: more into the uh, the latter than the former. So, yeah, but man, Krylov can if he doesn't have to worry about getting triangled. I don't know. He's he's a, he's a wrecking ball himself, but yeah, he's an idiot. Um, I find this line a little. I don't know. I find this line to be kind of wide. Minus one seventy five, Krylov.
0: Yeah, I think for plus one fifty, you go with the
1: the dog here. All right, I like it. I like it. Any other fights on here? That's kind of it for our what uh, fights to fights to break down. Uh, let's see here. That Kayo Barallo. Oh um, yeah, yeah, Paul uh, uh um, Paulo Costa's little twin. Yeah, exactly.
0: He's fighting uh, Macman Muradov. That should be an interesting fight. Uh, Zabira Tahugov fighting Lucas Almeida should be an interesting one. We got a uh, a uh, Abubakar Nurgamedov. I don't know if any relation to Khabib there, but I think
1: we've seen him before if I'm not mistaken.
0: Yeah, we got the mega Madoff name on the card. So Armin Petrosians fighting AJ Dobson. Um That's an interesting. Fight. Petrosian's pretty solid. Yeah, and that's that's about it as far as the rest of the card is concerned. But um yeah, there's some decent fights on this one. There's a lot of good fights and some uh even the prelims got some interesting matchups, so
1: yeah, this is definitely a monster of a card. This is one of those can miss camp miss spots. So uh obviously we'll be tuned in one way or another it's an early card which i enjoy so happy for, happy with that yeah 7 a.m start time here on the uh, west coast jeez crazy yeah a little earlier than i would say but we'll take it it'll be over by what time uh 11 for the main card start so probably about be-
0: two i bought one one thirty or so all
1: right perfect love it all right, then. Well, I guess we better wrap things up, uh, but we'll be back to recap next week. And until then, good luck on your picks and enjoy the fights. Peace. Peace.